content marketing is all what we do. Like I, if I look at it from our perspective, it, it is so important that it's practically the only thing that we do. <laughs> because when you want to do uh, like promote your company, you want to show what you're doing, and and you want to sh- and and you want to do it in a in a in a way that is as close as what the thing real really is. Thank you so much for joining us here on the WiseNetics podcast. My name is Daryl. I am your host today, and uh, a lot of the time, actually. <laughs> today, I've got an amazing guest with us. Um, he's from Cattler. He's got an amazing story. It's Ignacio, and I'm sure I will butcher your last name, so I won't do that. He's the CEO and founder over there. Ignacio, how are you doing today, my friend? Fine. Thank you very much. I'm happy, happy to be here and happy to say hello to everybody, anybody listening. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're super happy to have you here. And, and I've had a great time chatting with you before we even got to recording here. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Ignacio. So uh, what can I say? I'm from Argentina originally. Uh, I have my my background is in, in farming on one end and, on, and in tech on the other end uh, and in economics in the other end. So I'm kind of a mixture of, of different things. I've living. I've been living in the in Argentina and in several countries. Um, I don't know several years before coming into the U.S., which is where I live now since mm-hmm. 2018. And and I'm and I'm the founder of of Cutler, which is the, my my current company. Uh, and I have done a lot of things along the way. That's um. That's kind of an interesting mix there. Economics. Farming <laughs> and yeah. and technology. How how did you end up in like that weird triangle? Yeah, I I I I don't even know myself how I ended up there. <laughs> but I I would say if I had to give a, a an explanation is so my my family has farming. Uh, we have had farming in in cattle, in crops, and also in olive groves. Um, it's still something that my mother does. Uh, also, I like my my career was in economics, uh, and over time I got I, I got to travel. I, I'm not from the city originally, so mm-hmm. I always have this idea or this I don't know, way of navigating the life, which ended up being like traveling for some reason. <laughs> uh, I like I, I wasn't never on the place where I was supposed to be, and uh, <laughs> and that that created I feel like this is like years of therapy. Uh, that, that created um, this f- like mixed feeling between like the 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 the, the I don't know, the, the the fact that I love being in the farm environment mm-hmm. and at the same time I love innovation and but that was always kind of split up in two different worlds so so I think that over time I ended up uh, turning myself into somebody that does something. To, to to merge those different worlds, if it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally does, and, and that's pretty awesome. It's kind of like kind of like a little oil and vinegar, but you shake it together and you got yourself something pretty special. Um, yeah, so. and, and I think that that's the exciting thing about what we're doing now is is just just try, digitizing farms is something that when you real see it on the ground happening, is kind of pure magic, and 
and uh, and also being not from the city originally of course uh, i have lived already at this point uh, many years in the city but uh, but it gives you always like a tacit uh ease to communicate with farmers yeah uh, because i kind of have feel farmer myself and and that's like despite of like differences in language uh it's it's something that it's always there and it makes everything much easier to communicate if you know what i mean yeah yeah it's uh it's part of us right so that's um that's pretty cool i i i love your story i'm really excited for everyone to hear it as well but uh, everyone gets asked these next two questions as well ignacio so mm -hmm. what, what would you say are your top three achievements and what did you learn from those experiences so um i i don't know I, i'm not sure if i i like to uh like just think in terms of top achievements i think that i had i have had a like a very nice career even before getting into this project with cutler i've had like a consulting career in economics but very tied to the uh to the ag world where that that led me to travel uh and to live in different places i lived five years in brazil i lived uh one year in colombia one year in chile and I think that what I'm most proud of in the, in that sense is that I got to understand a lot of uh, different points of view, a lot of different spaces, uh, and and that also went along with having to travel to the U.S. and and Europe a lot for to make like these benchmarking benchmarking trips, and and I think that I I think I have I like I like to think that I have a good sense of how many different cultures and, and in particular farmers uh think and and that that gives you a lot of empathy uh and, and you get to understand also how you how different production systems work and and i think that's part of what allowed me to get to the to the u.s um farming world with a with a reasonable level of success um so I don't know. I, I think that like all this back and forth uh, is something that I I'm I'm really proud of in terms of how I think that I understand and on some aspects that of of life that then have impact on how we make decisions on what we're doing today. Uh, I don't know if it if I, I like have answered your question in any in any way, but. No, uh, you, you totally did. You totally did. Um, and, and it's one that I really agree with. Um, and I, one I'm, I'm happy that, that you were able to do too is like traveling really opens your eyes, right? Because you can see um, the what's going on, not just in your bubble. And you can you get more viewpoints that way, right? And that, that kind of makes you, I feel like, a, a more round person. Um, and it sounds like that's what you took from it. Yeah, it's something like many people say, and and sometimes they don't know exactly why they say it, but perhaps it's kind of like politically correct to say that it's. But I think that if you think about it in terms of what it's exactly what gives you, I think that it puts you in a, a lot of times in in, a, in an outsider situation, and as an outsider, you have to uh, recreate yourself all the time to understand more about the other, how about how to feed about and in and the sense of curiosity of just trying to put put yourself up, uh, outside of your box and trying to understand uh 
what's what's the deal with the other people? What's the deal with why things happens in this place that are different from my perspective? And I think that exercise over time gives you certain independence of 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 thinking, if it makes sense. Uh, I don't know. That's I I like just for me. It's just, it's just I just enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot, and and I feel at home in a lot of different places. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I'm glad you feel at home at, at a lot of places. I, I like to feel at home too. Um, but it, I love that entire story. Um, and uh, I, I feel like, you know, I was lucky enough to travel a lot when I was younger, that it really opened my, not to say like my heart, but my eyes and, and maybe my heart to some extent to, to empathy on what's going on and why it's happening. And and stuff like that. So it's really interesting to see that you've taken a similar uh, path there in thought. But uh, I always find this as a curious question as well, Ignacio, is how would your parents describe what you do? Okay, that's a very, <laughs> like, that's a question that I don't get often. Uh, <laughs> and that's an interesting one. I, I guess, um, I guess that they would appreciate the fact that I have built my my life in my own terms. Um, uh, and I have been like seeking just out of curiosity, have been changing and have been making major decisions in my life just because it was the way I, I thought it was better. I, it, might, it might seem like a common sense thing, but... Um, I have I, I have never had like a traditional um career path. Uh and I lived in a lot of places, so it's not like t- totally common. And I think that they I have never asked them <laughs> because it's not something that like you are or I am looking uh, answers on, on them, but I would I would I would think that they would be proud of me making my own decisions and just like seeking my own story. Sure. I, I don't know. Sure. What, what do you think about your parents? <laughs> oh, man. What do my parents, my parents would probably say that I just talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> my, uh, what's funny is, uh, you know, my dad's a physician. My mom's a nurse. Okay. Uh, retired now. Um, um, and uh, I always thought I was going to go towards my dad's path, you know, become a doctor, all that fun stuff. And, uh, I uh, I didn't. He actually talked me out of it. He he told me, "Don't do it. I'd rather you become an attorney." And I hate attorneys, so that really cracked me up. And and then it made me go, "Oh, am I here? Am I doing it for him?" Or if he really says, "Hey, don't do this," you know. And I, and I kind of saw the job, you know, really change for him because I grew up in his office, right? And I saw it go from where he was an independent practice to where now it's really hard to run an independent practice in the U.S. You have to work for a hospital. Insurance is too expensive. And it like I, I saw it kind of like breaking him. And I guess he wanted that not to happen to me. Um, but uh, I understand. And, and, I, and I like empathize a lot with that because I think it's a, like a very big turning. It must have been a very strong turning point in your life. Uh, I, I, because it was also for me. Um, I, I also grew up and I and I began to study architecture as my father, and uh, and uh, and I and I and I would spend hours at his office, 
um, at his studio. And, um, and then like other factors also sent me out away from that. Like I like architect architecture, but I don't want to be an architect, you know, like yeah. that feeling. Yeah. Um, and, and my mother also, she's a lawyer and she's, and she said like the same thing that you're telling me about your father, like, just <laughs> don't, don't do this. This is too, too, uh, boring, uh, just do your thing. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, just to, to see if I would even entertain it, I worked for an attorney for about six months and every attorney in that office was like, look, law school, amazing. <laughs> it, being an attorney, the worst, don't do it. And I was like, okay, that's a thing. We're not going to do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll hear you. So uh, that, that's kind of awesome. I, I'm glad we kind of have that, that connect point because I totally understand what happened with you. And I, I think you probably totally understand what happened to me too. And mm -hmm. probably really pivotal in both of our lives. Um, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a moment in time where you don't know exactly what some, some people I think have the benefit of knowing right, right on, like right earlier, early in their life, what they want. Sometimes when you want to do something that is not like super put in a in a certain box, and it, and, and, and it drinks from many different places. Like I'm, I'm guessing uh, your career and, and and definitely my career, it is sometimes it's very difficult to define it. Uh, and and you don't it's 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 not easy because sometimes there's no like there's there might be tangential like careers or studies for that, but it's not exactly that. Uh, and that takes you time. And sometimes when you're 17, 18 or 19, uh, you're not really emotionally prepared to make the decision. And, and yeah, and that's, that's, that's a heavy load. Yeah. It's, it's about the journey, right? It's about mm -hmm. the journey. And, uh, and we certainly have had some interesting ones, but, um, kind of getting a little back on track here. I've got a, an interesting marketing question for you. Yeah. And uh, what are your thoughts, Ignacio, on like co content marketing specifically and how you see its differences compared to, you know, your traditional marketing like print and stuff like that? So um, I, I, I think that content marketing is all what we do. Like I, if I look at it from our perspective, it, it is so important that is practically the only thing that we do <laughs> because when you want to do uh, like promote your company, you want to show what you're doing and, and you want to, and, and you want to do it in a, in a, in a way that is as close as what the thing real really is. And you're just giving giving more snapshots of what really is now, how, how are our user, uh, Ex, ex, uh, in, uh, interacts with our product, um, how it looks like. Uh, so I think that the good thing about the you know, the new ways to do marketing, like digital marketing, and by so focusing content, is that gives you a lot of plasticity and flexibility to show many different from many different standpoints, from the storyline, from the experience of the user, testimonials, and everything. Uh, what is what is that? What is what you're doing? What is your mission? What is you don't have to express it so explicitly. You can just show it uh, in different ways. So I think I'm not a specialist in marketing, but I, I guess that traditional marketing 
is 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 focused more on the on the product in the description of the the product and the and the and the content focuses more on what's the experience what are the values behind that who is doing this and so, so i i content marketing for us is, is all i uh I, yeah i uh there's one thing that you said there that that really hit me was the uh that you can show what you're doing instead of having to like explicitly tell them like hey this is a cereal right you can say hey we're cattler and show them cattler at work um and you know we're big on content marketing here too and it's it's the future right that's what people engage in now mm-hmm. um not to say traditional is dead, but it certainly doesn't have the same, I think, role as it used to. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We do a lot of technical content here at Wisenetics, but for your side, do you think producing and sharing technical content is important for your brand's positioning? I think that like it is important in the proper context. Uh, I think it, it is a moment where where you want to show this and of course it depends on the audience so it is something that you need to distribute across different segments of people that are consuming that information but just going too far on that sometimes is counterproducing mm-hmm. um so it, it is i think i would say it's just a part of the pie the pie is definitely larger but it's yeah, it's very important to be accurate and be very concise when you're doing it. Uh, like focus on the technical parts. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's it's all part of balance. Yeah, absolutely. I think in the in the in the in the wide uh, picture, I communication is much more than your product. That much more than the specific details about your product. Mm-hmm. It's about a lot of things and the product. It's just one part of of your puzzle, but the people will engage with who you are, will engage with how why you are doing what you're doing, and 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 potentially if they know enough about you, in your in your capacity of doing other cool things down the road. So that's not about the product. It's probably right. just a piece of that puzzle. Right, and I love your analogy there. It's like a, a piece of the pie, a piece of the puzzle, because um, you're absolutely right. Um, kind of building on that, you know, how do you build authority and thought leadership in the marketplace? So I think following what, like one of your questions, uh, we just show we what we do and, and we, we try to show it consistently. We try to, of course, you want to show news because you want to show the world that uh, you're onto something and, and, and you're, you're, you have building blocks. Um, of course, then you will um add some other accessories that are important and complete the idea of what you, what your value proposition is uh but it's basically about showing things showing content um and and I think that if you don't disappear as a company and 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 then what you are posting is somewhat similar to what the reality of the market is telling uh, that consistency, well, you will naturally build authority over time. That's awesome. I, uh, you're really good at picking out stuff that like hits me, right? So the uh, the consistency part, consistency is such a big thing in life in general. 
um, you know, cons- you just consistent in being in front of the, the marketplace, going to the gym consistently, not eating, you know, a bowl of ice cream every night consistently. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it all leads to, to success. And um, that's a, that's a really good string to pluck there. Just, if yeah, it was and a it's guitar. a really difficult thing because we are not machines. So we are so emotional that it's mm. very easy to lose uh, consistency and I don't know. I want to like my 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 daughters play piano, mm-hmm. and it's so difficult like just to explain them that down the road they will see the benefits of just sitting there boringly, I don't know, ten fifteen minutes every day and do it, and that's better than one hour once a week. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's it's unnatural. It's not natural to us, um, but I think that's that's a big big secret for me. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I, I go through the same thing with my daughter and, and it's violin. So it went from violin to piano to, I think it's tennis now, but she's uh, having a hard time committing and, uh, yeah. and being con- consistent because she's not, you know, an instant pro. Um, so I love, uh, I love that there. So kind of switching gears a little bit here. What mm-hmm. would you say is the biggest challenge you're facing right now at Cattler? And how are you tackling it? So um, there's so there's a side that I think that is connected. I have to think. I, I'm thinking about a couple of things. One is connected to to what we're talking about in the sense that it is difficult to be known more rapidly, uh, or at least as rapidly as you want for your financial assumptions to uh to happen um because there's a lot of inertia uh in 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 uh, and especially farm world with all the distance physical distance and everything makes uh, makes it all a bit slower uh and there's a lot of like there's a big layer a thick layer on on trust building that takes a while uh, so to viralize, I think viralizing stuff in the ag world is not the same as just sharing an app uh, that I don't know turns you into an older man. <laughs> uh, so that's that's one thing, and and the other thing I, I would say is I think because of due to the same reasons, like you, I would like to have uh, quicker iterations with our users. So that we can react faster, and I think that we we react pretty 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 damn faster fast. Uh, but you need to be faster because building a product is a, as I see it today from the uh, if I look at my last year, is a process where you, uh, where you're all the time uh, breaking things apart and rebuilding them and just improving them iteratively. And and the more farmers you know, like the more feedback you have, and perhaps in six months I would have done different something that I'm doing now, because I have a less of a customer base than in in six months. So I think that that's like the the challenge of of being uh, like standard enough and custom enough. It's a very very thin balance. That it's not always easy to uh, to uh, to to solve, and and that's some, that's our like daily thing. 
that's 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 the most difficult and also the most exciting thing about what what we're doing um just trying to iterate and make as quick as possible the most uh, the, the best pro the, the best pro uh, product possible and the the most appropriate for many different situations so it's every day it's i don't know this this 10 guys love this these four guys don't love this how we change this without affecting the other 10 so there's all this back and forth all the time and that's how we spend like i don't know a good part of the day sounds like a tech company to me yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's certainly a challenge, especially as a you know, relatively newer company and, and newer in the tech space and in ag. <laughs> so you're going to have that uh, that that like, oh, yeah, Joe loves it, but Susie is not on board with this. How do we fix it without breaking it? Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I, I, I've been there uh, in, in a tech company and I, I know what it's really? like. So. Oh yeah, so I, I understand what you're going through, believe it or not. Okay. So that that is certainly a challenge. And if if anyone listening has not worked for a tech company or knows anything about coding, you can change a few things and they'll break everything. So it's really a, a tough tough thing to do. Um, yeah, I agree. So Absolutely. props to you guys for that. But um, moving to a little more kind of like weird personal questions and stuff like yeah. that. Um, in your opinion, what is a important personality trait or even like a strength that someone would be uh someone would need to actually have to be successful in, in your position um uh probably a, a very common one um, and, and i think is a very very true is is being persistent um uh, try not to like Try not to die along the way. <laughs> die as a company. I mean, um, like, but you need to work a lot. You need to be creative because otherwise, like, you don't you don't have anything to create. You you need to have hard stomach for the difficult times. Um, and also you need to be to be self aware enough so that when you're uh, messing up you're not so close to understand that. So like we had this pivot in 2020, we began more as a, as a AI um, imaging uh, hardware company. And, and at a certain point we realized that, we noticed that we, like that was going anywhere because we were just a feature and we were missing out on the real problem to solve and and if you're not prepared to hear those signals to capture them, you're gonna lo lose a lot of time and money, and effort and energy, uh, because you're just like, I don't know, convinced that it's only that way. So right. it's how to be persistent, but at the same time aware that sometimes you just need to change. Sometimes you need that spidey sense, um, and I'm I'm glad that you saw saw that and were able to do it. Um, very interesting pivot. And I like what you said about being a feature. Sometimes uh, I found, you know, from talking for several CEOs and in my own life that sometimes we focus a lot on the product or the feature and that, and it's not a business, right? It's just that. And so we have to find a way to make a business around it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like when you fall into a gadget, 
uh, and then there's no market enough or there's there, there's like it's 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 always right in front of you, but you need to understand the signals, and that's the difficult thing, as obvious as as it might seem. But uh, there's a lot of there's a ton of startups that fail because they have just not uh, ac- they haven't been accurate on what's the problem that they have to solve. Yeah, they're yeah. in love they're in love with the pro- with the with the product, but not like with the solution. Yeah. What's the saying? It's like, there's a thousand great ideas and none of them get there or something like that. Or it's, uh, I mean, just think about, there's probably a great idea that everybody has at some point or multiple and it just never happens. And I I think that points to exactly what you just said, being persistent, having a hard stomach, wanting and and doing the work and then being self-aware so that you can do that. So you're like, Right on the mark there, Ignacio. Okay, I I hope I live up I live up by those like in reality. I <laughs> I, I like to think that I live up by those principles. <laughs> Time will tell. We we can all try, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you always want to be the, a CEO or found your own company or anything like that? Oh, I I I I have I had had many years that I just wanted to do creative things i wanted to be an artist at some point a musician i wanted to be like i i i we when you this distillate you begin to see that i wanted to be part of projects which involve creative stuff and and that i was in a in a position where i could make decisions on that uh but then just life like gives you different scenarios where you can uh rehearse some parts of that and then at some point if you if you're lucky as i am uh you end up having the project that represents at least most of your uh, deep desires uh i think that this project in particular represents many of my desires of being an entrepreneur being uh, doing creative stuff doing innovation stuff being in contact with the farm world so that's the thing on 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 my experience. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely like checks a few of your boxes. Like uh, the strangest way to end up in that strange triangle of uh, of experiences that you have. But um, I I always just find this next question pretty interesting because I know when I get my best work done. But okay. what time of the day do you get your best work done? Uh, early in the morning. I I like to. I have been always an early bird. Um, I discovered that my wife cannot wake up before 7 a.m. and <laughs> neither my children. So I take the I take the uh, five to seven a.m. hour slot, <laughs> and that's like a precious time for me. That's Ignacio's time. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So that that's my time too. I, very similar to you. I've, I've always woken up early because I used to wake up with my dad and and go on his rounds to the hospital with him. So I just became part of me. And uh, my wife also, if she didn't have to wake up, she's not waking up till like noon. And <laughs> my my girls, the exact same way. There'll be days where they're coming out for breakfast and I'm eating lunch. So, <laughs> so uh, I get that. And that quiet time is like really important to me. That's when yeah. I get like a lot of my thinking done. And, and it sounds like it's the same for you. Yeah, because you have privacy and you have your, your head fresh. Exactly. And in the night, you don't have the your fresh head. 
but yeah, like, still you might have privacy, but like the morning is is just so precious. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. That's it's the you know like I wake up, I do a little bit of exercise, and then that's my time right there when yeah. I'm I'm good to go. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Kind of running towards closing up here. Yeah. But I, I always find this is a, a fun question too. If you could go back and give 18-year-old Ignacio one piece of advice, what would it be? Um, well, I would give him a lot of advice <laughs> but, <laughs> because I have uh, made so many mistakes along the way. But um, just connecting with, with what we are, what, what uh, we are talking about, uh, I would say just don't take, take risks don't take foolish risks and the difference between a, a, a calculated risk and a foolish risk is huge but sometimes it's not that clear for somebody that has 18 years old uh so i think that a little bit of discipline on how first recognize what is a uh, unnecessary risk <laughs> uh and, and, a, and a very desirable risk i think it's like i, I think i'd at 18 and when you're young you have to take you have to take risks right uh but at the same time don't do stupid things uh, and some it's not that easy to recognize that's hard to tell an 18 year old boy <laughs> yeah yeah and, it's, and I, I would probably spend a little bit more time if they allow me uh trying to help him on what's a stupid risk and what's not a stupid risk <laughs> if only i i know 18 year old me probably didn't do a lot of the smartest things and I, I think that's probably across the board for 18 year olds generally but you know is what it is hopefully my girls are smarter than i am they, they certainly seem yeah. like it but uh <laughs> Probably, like all our our all our daughters will be smarter than us. Oh yeah, I couldn't ask for anything better. <laughs> um, last question before we we end up here, but what would you say is your biggest failure, and and what did you learn from that experience? My biggest failure, um, mm, so not not doing what I do before um, in time. Um, I, I think I, I, I lost, uh, I spent a lot of time making some decisions on the assumption that I was defined by what I had studied as a career and that uh, deviates you a lot from what you really want to do. Um, it's like sometimes you just like think that you should think do things in a certain way, and you, instead of going right through it, and then you will, I don't know, you can compensate yourself, you can balance yourself along the way. That that is a waste of time, uh, and I think I'd, I made several mistakes on those assumptions of, of how I thought I should do certain things or how what what was the assumption of my career uh what was i able to do or not based on what i have studied and then like i just like time helps you to understand that you can uh come like turn yourself in what in what you want and you're just the mixer of what you decided to learn at every point um Especially in this arena, like for a doctor, I wouldn't. I'm. I'm not so sure, uh, <laughs> but 
for for this uh, entrepreneurial career, I think that's that's important to be flexible. Oh yeah, absolutely. And what you said there is really deep. Um, <clears throat> you know, I can think of several people who you know, went and got degrees for something because they thought they were supposed to do that and, and didn't, didn't use it. Myself, really, also. I mean, I, I, I ended up going and getting a chemistry degree and, and a finance degree and never used the chemistry degree. That was just part of the medical path, right? And I was like, well, I've gone this far. I might as well just finish. Um, and uh, the finance degree, I, I never worked in corporate finance. I, I opened my own company and, and, you know, went the entrepreneur way, made some terrible decisions during that. Um, but uh, I really love what you've said there. And, and I think everyone listening should as well, because that's, there's some really sage advice deep in there. So, so thanks for, for sharing that. I hope um, it, it helps in any way. For It helped me. I'm back. <laughs> um, last question for you, Ignacio, yeah. where can listeners find you and Cattler online? Uh, we run a lot of YouTube videos. We run we run webinars, and um, uh, and I should I should be more present. Um, so we'll probably have um uh, uh, soon some Q and A sessions. Uh, so I think that that's the the most typical uh way and direct way will be the webinars, but. Um, I'm discovering that uh, some people are uh, interested in what and what we like we what we have and what we can say. So probably more more spaces down the road. Gotcha. Awesome. Well, make sure everyone tunes in for that. I know I will. Can it, they find you on LinkedIn as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, and LinkedIn, uh, we are in LinkedIn. I'm LinkedIn. Cutler is in LinkedIn and all the social media. Uh, so we're very, very present. If you just Google us, you will find us on Instagram and Twitter, in LinkedIn and Facebook. Uh, there's a lot of places where we are. Present. Awesome, awesome. Well, Ignacio, loved having you on the uh, the podcast here today. Thank you. It was, it was my pleasure. It was a really nice chat. And, yeah, uh, likewise. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. No problem, Ignacio. Have a great one, and everyone, thank you for tuning in and listening to the Wisenetics Podcast. Looking to elevate your brand and captivate audiences through the power of podcasting? Look no further. Introducing the custom podcast brought to you by Wisemetics, where we take care of the behind the scenes so that you can focus on what truly matters. Podcasting has become an invaluable tool for brand awareness, but let's face it, putting it into practice can be a daunting task. It's incredibly time consuming and requires technical know-how, but don't worry, we've got you covered. With our experienced team at The Help, we'll handle the operational aspects so you can channel your energy into what your company does best. Are you ready to unleash the podcasting potential of your company? Schedule a call with one of our specialists today at the link in the bottom of this episode. You'll also receive a free podcast strategy consult tailored to the unique needs and goals of your business.